Okay, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of the Three Wise Guys Podcast. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, boys. Man shit. Man shit. We got the claps going. All right. This is season two, episode one. It's a new year. Same old ice or new year, new ice. I don't know, depending on how you really want to take it. But um, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, we've been kind of patchy um, the past two weeks, or at least I have with the social media. I've been sick, so I just, to be honest, like a lot of shit just went over my head. But now that we're in a new year, we're going to be uh, sure. back with Thank some corona. more. Blame Corona. Always blame. When in doubt, blame Corona. Everyone, yeah. everyone has fucking Corona now. So it's like... You just got, I got it. Luke's got it. Luke's family got it. Yeah, I don't know how you've been dodging it though. I yeah, really I was don't know real shit. I'm, 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 I don't know. Like, I might, might get tested tomorrow or some shit. Like, really. Okay. Like, have you booked yeah, a test? Because if you haven't, you are not. Yeah. It's, yeah, like I yeah. was on a wait, I was on a wait list for like two weeks. And then the day before my test, they canceled the test because they told me they ran out of tests. <laughs> Awesome. So that <laughs> that's was, very encouraging, Luke. That was a week ago, and I signed up to be on another we uh, wait list that week. I haven't heard back yet. It's been uh, it's been two weeks, so total four right. weeks, no test, and I gave up. Encouraging. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll figure that out between tonight and. Tomorrow. I mean, that's just facts, bro. Well, how you take it is how you take it. This is not that's meant fine. to be encouragement. This is meant to be facts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. The, the, I might have I might have a couple of those extra rapid tests. I can probably drop one off if if okay. you, if you get no dice. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah you should take those. <laughs> Luke, what were you gonna say? You sounded excited to say something. Never, never mind. I re- I, I realized the answer to my own thing because I was gonna say like, oh, why is it that sometimes I like you know like those moments where like you just be saying something and it's like it's it's just a fact. You know what I mean? Like, like. I think most often this is used in like a debate context and it's like the other person takes it personally. And I was going to say like, I I wonder why that person takes it personally, but it's like, it's very obvious. It's because (laughs) some specific person saying it and and in a specific tone. So it makes sense. But like, anyway, that was a roller coaster in my mind. I said, let's move on, bro. (laughs) No, no. I feel like all of that was just Luke fucking happy as fuck that he got a zinger on me. And then he's like, oh my gosh. Like, (laughs) and he's like, ah, why did D take that personal? Oh, it's probably because of the way I said it. But yeah, I grew up, D. (laughs) It's all good, though. I felt it. I have uh, I have other life updates separate from this, so um, I don't know if you guys are interested. But I like I told you exactly. about a, about a month ago. I, I told you about a month ago. I switched to Title. Or at least I, I got a subscription to Title. Um, you know, it was, it was very exciting. This is what yes, you're right? saying. This, this, this is absolutely a life update for me. Just wait for it. Hear me out. Be patient, motherfucker. <laughs> so. I gave it a shot. I really did a whole month. I made playlists. I I tried to use it. And there was just a lot that I didn't like about it. First of all, like all my data got all my data got eaten up by this fucking app. This this app eats data like stupid. I went through maybe like 10 gigabytes. 
I, hey man, like I use my Wi-Fi whenever I have Wi-Fi. This is from drives. This is from not even maybe like two hours of accumulated driving that I spent maybe like 10 gigabytes on this damn app for streaming. And I even turned off the hi-fi mode. You know, there's like, oh, you can listen to high quality audio, low quality. I put it on regular, still, same thing. So I was like, this is kind of annoying. I ended up like keeping Spotify on the side. Every time I'd be driving, I just use Spotify. So at that point, I was like, well, what? might as well just switch over. The playlists were kind of like, whatever. And <laughs> Luke, it sounds like there's a lot happening. <laughs> That was, this is welcome to our households, guys. This is this is this is live, you know. So we're we're just <laughs> we're just rolling with whatever. Yeah. But anyways, all this is say, title was kind of disappointed. You know, the the quality of the place wasn't that great. Their radios weren't that great. Um, I don't know. Spotify just had them beat in every category, so I I gave up on title. I'm sorry. I tried. I really tried, but. You know, and I want to like it. I think it's it looks like a cool platform, and I like the concept behind it. You know, the qual like the hi fi is actually good quality. You know, you notice the difference, but um, bro, it's just, I, just I, lacking. I think your your experience is actually like the the common experience because I'm like looking online now, and like this guy's like use 19 gigs in three weeks, yeah. and then <laughs> the, the the reply to that is that's actually not bad. You must not be listening to music a long day. <laughs> <laughs> damn yeah, but honestly on my that. plan i don't think i'd be able to even just use the, <laughs> use the app bro like i'd be yeah. on that uh i'd be on that like hit five gigs and then your data speed slows so Dude, it's fucked, like honestly. i'd be done <laughs> if i didn't have at least the decent plan that i did yeah i would i would not even i think i ran out of data with like 15 days left on my cycle and i was like Oof. this is that, fucked i was gonna say that's like hell <laughs> yeah hell, that, that has <laughs> happened to me before like when i first moved in i don't know why like my wi-fi didn't get i think i moved in like during the week my wi-fi didn't get installed till the next monday or tuesday and I I loaded up like ten extra gig on my phone, paid like fifty bucks for that, which is pretty wild. Like mm-hmm. these dudes be charging like fucking stupid amounts for data, and then I did the dumbest thing ever. I fucking put on like an Apple TV Plus special of C. Like I was streaming that on my laptop with my phone as hotspot, oh, no. and then and then I was casting that to my TV. And watching it, and this is like a sixty-minute show. So yeah, at like minute forty-five, like ten gigs of data was done. So, oh, yeah, glad. that was that was painful. That was probably the angriest I got in twenty twenty-one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, angry at myself for being dumb. Angry at how much I paid for the ten gig that lasted me like forty minutes. Like, just right. angry in general. <laughs> he is like the most. You should be angry at yourself. <laughs> Huh? You should just be angry at yourself, to be honest. Yeah, just be, that's some dumb shit, bro. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me let me top you though. I actually can top you on this, bro. So when I moved to Singapore uh, for exchange, and I'd be I'd be on school Wi-Fi, right? And like, bro, you guys know how like Asian countries be, but like especially Singapore, there's like severe internet like privacy laws. You know what I mean? So it's like mm. a lot of shit is banned. Obviously in Singapore, you know Facebook and stuff like that. That's okay. But on the school network, you know, like site, like a lot of sites are banned. And like one time I want to play this game and I need to download it off the Pirate Bay, basically. You guys know what the Pirate Bay is, right? 
Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So like, you know, I, I'm trying to da- I'm trying to torrent this game and like all the torrent websites are blocked. So I'm like, fuck. Um, do I like go to a public library or something? Because I'm thinking like I'm thinking about like Toronto, right? Like, and I'm like, okay, you know, I could go to a public library, but then I realized like if there was a public library, the internet would also block it. You know, right? Because yeah. it's, it's like same thing with Toronto Public Library, right? So I was like, okay, fuck. So then I like think because like I'm like, and at this point in my exchange, I'm kind of broke because I think I went on two trips already, right? So like I think it's like around one month of like time left, and I think I have like a certain amount of money associated. So I was thinking, okay, I want to play StarCraft two, and I didn't even want to play online. I just wanted to play the campaign, so I just wanted to download it. I was like, fuck, okay, this game is like <laughs> I didn't realize this, but this game is like fifty gigs. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> so I go, I literally go out and buy like a 100 gig data plan. Oh no! And I'm oh like, and bro, I I actually spent like a good amount of money on this because it's like uh, I don't know, like data's not that cheap. You know what I mean in Singapore? Yeah. And I was gonna use it just to do this download so I can entertain myself for the last month because like I didn't want to like go out as much because I because it was so expensive in Singapore. Yeah. Would you need to play online or could you play? You, you didn't. So download? once I did the okay. download, I'm good. You know what I mean? Okay. And in I'm my mind, I'm clear. like, you know, 60 gigs yeah. and like, I'll have extra like gigabytes to like do other shit. Right. And I didn't know it was 60 gigs. I thought it was like 40 something, but like, I figured I would have extra one, but I didn't yeah. understand that like download and upload is different. And when you torrent, there's like a upload, like portion of data that's being utilized as well. So anyway, I used the whole hundred gig and I got stuck at like ninety like six percent. No, and I, and I couldn't finish oh. the download, bro. So I literally wasted this money. I didn't have my game, bro. Oh. I was so cheese. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that hurts. Yeah, I feel oh, I feel better mad, sharing bro. your pain now. I feel no, better. That one hurts. That one hurts. That one's uh, definitely a smooth brain moment in history. That it is, was <laughs> so dumb, bro. Oh, no, it was so no, dumb. No. I actually thought about getting back on Tinder so I could like meet someone <laughs> who's from Singapore and go to their house and finish the down. <laughs> I was like, where did Tinder come in here? And then and then it all made sense at the end, but still yeah. like wow. <laughs> every every single one of Luke's life problems can be solved by Tinder. <laughs> you know what? I'll say Tinder is always the answer if you are I don't know, Good creative looking. enough. <laughs> yo, I'm fuck it. Like, yo, that should be a Tinder ad right there. Like, work on some shit. That should be a Tinder ad. Like, all your life's problems can be solved with Tinder. <laughs> yo, honestly, if Tinder yeah. wants to hire me in the marketing team, I'm fucking there in a second, bro. In Same. a second, bro. Same. Oh, <laughs> man. Boys, so, you know, today is January 3rd. By the time the, the folks at home are hearing this, it'll be the fourth. So, you know, we're a few years into the new year. And, a few years. Uh, sorry, a few days into the new year. And I don't know how to feel. And I don't know if I'm, like, the only person, but I don't know, like, how special like the new year is. I've always tried to approach the new year as, like, okay, here's an opportunity for me to kind of like reevaluate what I did last year. And like, if there's anything I need to improve on, you know, go ahead and make those changes. But, you know, it's, 
like I don't like to benchmark, you know, these improvements based off of just, you know, a time of year, you know, or like a specific day of the year, you know, like I'm also of the mindset like, okay, it's cool to reevaluate every day. It's cool to reevaluate yourself like every week, every month, you know, whatever it is, you don't have to do it on this specific day, right? So it's like, what really is so special about this? Is it just an easy benchmark? Is it somewhere to start if you don't know? I don't know. Like, these are just thoughts that have been running through my head. We don't have to spend too much time on this topic because you guys brought up some really good ones that I'd like to get to. But, you know, I feel like in the spirit of New Year, I want to know what you guys think because I'm struggling with this personally. So I feel like a conversation would be useful. I feel like I think it's good. I think it's important. I think uh, a new year is is more it's uh, let me say this. It's like one of those things where, yes, you can renew your resolve every day or every month. You know, you wake up, it's a new day. You wake up, it's a new month, like, you know, new life. But I feel like there's something about everybody doing the same thing at the same time that, you know, makes you feel a part of something. And I think that's just kind of holidays in general, not just New Year's. And New Year's, like, you know, to that extent, like, you know, everybody just, like, you know, seeing, like, and it's also, it has to do with the optimism of it as well, right? It's not like, you know, you can, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, leave me alone, Luke. All right, no, but, I, yeah, I think I, I think that's sweet. Like, I think it's sweet that you're thinking about like the new year as like an optimistic like moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, it is. It, I think, and I think like everyone kind of shares in that optimism. Like new months, like sometimes, like yeah, like if it's my birth month, I'm excited that like it's the month of May. But like, if you're texting, <coughs> excuse me, partially dying. Oh, but COVID, if you're texting COVID, me, COVID, COVID. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's COVID or if it's my smoking habits. It's one of the two. But <laughs> I don't want to kill me soon enough. But uh, <laughs> if if it's um, if it's a new month, like, yeah, it gets annoying texting me happy new month every year, like every other month or some shit. But, like, new year, I just think it's something about everybody being in a similar mindset. Even if you're not setting a goal or you're not doing traditional resolutions, you're at least – like, you know, having sketches of what you want to do this year. Like, you know, even us with our pod, we're like 2022, 52 episodes. That's not necessarily a resolution, but it's something that we're kicking off at the start of this year. You know, so mm-hmm. season two starting off, like I imagine there's going to be a lot of people that will be starting like season two or, you know, a new season this year as well. So I just think it's the coming together of everybody doing the same thing at the same time that kind of gives it the relevance, not exactly itself, but yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, I, I think one thing that I'm struggling with, or at least I find weird, you know, we're all fresh out of school, pretty much. You know, it's been what, like a year and a half now? Like about? Yeah, well, eight months you know, for like me. Eight months for you, yeah, whatever it is, right? It's not too far out. But, you know, being in school all these years, like whenever a new year came around, right? It was always kind of like a level up. Now that new year didn't always necessarily coincide with, you know, the day of new year but every year it was like there was a very like strict like level up that you made you know you advance to the next grade the next year you know blah 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 whatever it is and it's like for the first time you know those ladders and those those boundaries and those levels they don't exist we're in the real world you know it's like people can get promoted three times in a year you know it's not like it's gonna happen like on a yearly basis or like they cannot get promoted for like two years before they get promoted you know so it's like 
I find the lines to be blurred a lot, you know, and maybe there's a little bit of existential crisis on my end, but it's like, yeah, like I'm noticing that, you know, it's like very much one of those, like it's in our hands feels, you know, and it's like, it's hitting us in the face. Yeah. No, that's, I feel like that's exactly what it is. Right. Like, I don't know. I feel like the root, the crux of like this, the specific like new year's idea is like structure versus lack of structure. I feel, you know, like, People like using like dates um, and, you know, you, New Year's is a super popular one to benchmark things that are supposed to happen, right? Like we all know, like as a society, when it's New Year's, we're supposed to like set goals for the next 365 days. And like, you know, like we're supposed to like change ourselves for the better and we're supposed to recap the year and like be a good start for the new year. But I personally feel like, you know, like. Number one, I think that's great. Like, I think it's good that, you know, like these type of dates exist because overall, I think like their place in the year and place in like as a like a, you know, almost like a benchmark for us or like just an event for us. It's almost positive for society just to have something like that. But on the other hand, it can be toxic, right? Like, I think that, you know, there doesn't have to be a certain way. Like you have to feel about a certain holiday. Like Christmas isn't always going to be jolly for everyone. You know, sometimes, like, I think I was <laughs> talking to my director about this actually before we left for Christmas break. Like, I think Christmas is either, like, a very joyous time, but it's if it's not, it's usually, like, the opposite. Like, you know what I mean? It can actually be a very, like, turmoil-filled time. Like, especially when you have so many close, like, members of your, like, group together. Like, there can be conflict, you know what I mean? And it's, like, just like how a new year can be a great kicking-off point for you to turn your life around, you know, not even turn your life around, but you know, add positive hobbits. Uh, hobbits. <laughs> I'm still recovering from the New Year New Year's drink, bro. But um, <laughs> just like how you can use it as like a big springboard to kick off the year, it can also be like the opposite. You know, like something tragic can happen to you like during New Year's, and like it can, you know, go the opposite direction. Like I think the only thing I want to kind of say here is like, if you are a structure person that can use New Year's in a positive way to like you know, like motivate yourself and like set a good direction for the next 365 days. Great. You know, you be it that way. But like, if you're someone who's like feeling down right now and you feel conflicted because you're supposed to be happy, it's okay. Your feelings are totally valid. And if you're someone who wants to like change yourself for the better, but you feel pressure to do so with this constrained time frame, know that you don't have to be either. And that almost never like is a good kickoff point, in my opinion, like news resolution gets broken. I don't know. That's like a whole spiel about this whole fucking thing. Yeah, and I was going to add that. Uh, yeah, no, I think your fear, Arya, is really, really legitimate because unconsciously, I feel like my one of my bigger New Year's resolution is I got to level up in 2022. And I, I don't know, I just kept on saying level up, and I feel like I've never really consciously wanted to level up this much. Like, but... You just talking about, yeah, you might not necessarily be the next grade or like going higher. It's like, yeah, unconsciously, I'm like, you know, whatever I have to do, like to level up, like I will. <laughs> and I have, you know, in fact, said so I'm like, yeah, like if work isn't doing it, like I might have to dust up my resume and, you know, try and level up that way kind of things. But yeah, I do feel like that is a legitimate fear that I experience as well, too. Just to say yeah. that. But. It's like now it's like the level up is like what is the level up? the level up isn't even like decided no it's not like you you've got to decide what the level exactly. up is like according to like your own story and like i said like the fear i i i can empathize with that a little bit too because like i feel that but. yeah 
I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. At this point, I feel like it could be a mix of anything. Honestly, I feel like at this point, you know, this is like where where people like decide like how they want to live their life and how they want to move forward with their life, right? It's like, mm-hmm. what are you basing your level up on? Is it yep. internal benchmarks or is it external benchmarks? Yep, you know, you true. can pick one or the other. And it's like, there, it's going to bring you joy no matter or what. Both. But it's yep. Or both. That's fine, too. But it's like, you have different levels of control over each one, right? Like external ones, you have few points of control than you do internal benchmarks. And, you know, it's like, then it's like, you know, there's criticism on the external side of things, right? It's like, do you really want to benchmark your level based off of how you think other people should perceive you? You know, it's like, I I don't know, like a lot of these existential, you know, debates that seem to just be for fun when we were younger having them is more so like, oh, fuck, this is real. You know, like, it's like, you really got to make a decision with your mindset now, the older you get, like at this point, because it's like, if you don't, you're going to get very lost, you know, is you're not going to yep. know what your benchmark is. And I think that's just going to spiral you to like a worse place. Mentally. Bro, but I, I feel like, you know, like that thought is very, I think that's exactly what that thought is, right? That like, you're in a place now where, you know, I think, um, first off, I think like job benchmarks are very different from school because once you enter the workforce, you start to realize there are no rules. You know what I mean? And like ascending in a certain company doesn't necessarily mean a rise in status, nor does it mean a rise in skill. It just necess- it just means a rise in income and responsibility. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you can replicate this in another job. And that's why it becomes less tangible. Like when you're in school, you're always thinking that once you go into a different grade, you're automatically leveling up. But if you go from like, for example, a manager to like a director role, are you getting more money? Yes, but that comes with more responsibility. And in a sense, that like balances out that level up. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. But like um, all this to say, right? Like as we kind of grow older, this internal versus external lotus of control becomes even more apparent because we are now switching from being told what to do to being in a position where people are asking us what to do. And honestly, we don't even fucking know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think anyone ever knows. Like, I don't think 80-year-olds know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, no one I've ever talked to in my entire life knows, like, what they're doing with their life. I think that's a very scary thing. Um, And I don't know. It almost, like, reminds me of, like, this, like, thought I used to have a lot as a fucking, as a kid, ironically. Because I didn't have this thought, like, recently. Which is just, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's our own game, right? Like, Life is a single player game. Like we're all fucking like playing this game and like there's a lot of teammates, but like at the end of the day, we're experiencing this game through our own lens. And do you think that makes a game so like meaningful is the fact that it, it ends at some point. There's like a winner and a loser and a round ends at like and etc. And like, I don't know, whenever I was younger, like I was kind of a weirdo, and this is probably why I didn't have that many friends. But like, I kid you not, when I was in like grade like one to like seven, I used to have this thought almost every single night, which was that like when I would be falling asleep, I would just be consumed by this like fact that like one day I would die. (laughs) And I know this is kind of like a morbid like transition, but I feel like this is a thought that I had like literally this morning. And it's so important because it's like, like, you know what I mean? Like uh, I'm sure some of us like out here are religious and like, you know, we believe in afterlife and et cetera. But like all this to say, like, Consciousness as we understand it right now will end at some point. 
You know what I mean? Like me waking up to go downstairs to make my coffee and like ending off my day with a toke or whatever it is that I do, like that will end at some point. You know what I mean? And that will change many times before it ends, but it will end at some point. And I think it's a very sobering thought because like I remember as a kid, this thought used to like really terrify me. And it used to be like this heavy weight, like on my chest when I'm falling asleep. And it in turn really motivated me too, because I just realized, you know, like I would die. Like, you know what I mean? Like to put bluntly, I would die. And I don't know, like, I just want to kind of like explore what your ideas are in terms of like the topic of death. Like, how do you guys think of it? Is this something you guys think about first off? And if it is something you guys think about, how do you approach it? Is this something that you think is motivating or is this something that's more like, I want to avoid this thought at all costs because it's not good? Uh, Like when I was younger, I think I was like kind of in the same boat as you in the sense of like, yeah, like I think the first few times that I thought about this and I was like, I learned like what death was and, you know, like how normal it was, you know, as, as these things became clear to me um through just experiences around me um you know i had these thoughts popped up and at first it was terrifying you know i was like fuck man like like holy fuck you're telling me like my parents are gonna die like you're telling me that all these people around me are gonna you know it's like things you don't want to have happen happen and then along the way it became something where i just accepted a complete lack of control I just accepted it fully. I just said, all right, well, um, like I, there's nothing I can do to change this outcome. Like nothing. Like whatever you try and do in life, you're going to die. You know, it's like, that's not going to change. And it's like, I think the, the emptiness in that response or just the, just the lack of, I guess, like hope, you know, to a different outcome other than that basically like rewired my brain or like scared it straight in the sense of like, yeah, I mean, I don't think about death anymore, not because I'm trying to avoid it, but mainly because it's like, it's not important to me anymore. You know, that, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's basically like where my mind has evolved or like grown from this point of thought when I was young. You, well. But here, here's, here's my question for you. Do you think that you are like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, sorry. You obviously don't know what I mean. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Yo, that's actually such a bad habit. I do. Like you haven't said anything. I'm, 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 I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm catching myself. I'm catching myself in this. <laughs> uh, new year, new me. I was gonna say no 2022. <laughs> no, I, I guess what I mean is like you know, like I feel like what you're saying could be in a way like a method of trying to cope or rationalize instead mm-hmm. of like coming to a peace with it. Does that make sense? Cause all this to say, like I'm trying to say like, I haven't necessarily come to a peace mm-hmm. with this idea that I will die one day. And it's that not coming to a peace with that, that motivates me to do shit. You know, if, does that make sense? Like, I feel like I will never come to peace with the fact that I will die one day. Like, I don't think I necessarily will. And I, I don't know, in my opinion, I don't think like anyone necessarily can, right? It's like, I don't feel like it's in us to be at peace with that idea because it's just like, so the opposite of life, like it's literally the opposite of life. So I feel like. I actually, ironically enough, I think it's very in line with, you know, respecting life. 
right? Think about it. If you were not going to die and you knew you were not going to die, you'd probably do nothing because you always have tomorrow, right? So, you know, I feel like psychologically the idea of dying is actually what ends up pushing us to to do more or to, like, wake up and, like, do X, Y, and Z. Or hell, even when, like, you know, trying to, like, get ahead in in life is, like, you're scared because you want to accomplish X, Y, and Z before you die. So, therefore, you do it. But it's, like, if you weren't going to die, what's the point? I was like, oh, like, like I can chill out. I can do it tomorrow. Like, there's always another opportunity. Yep. So it's like, this is not urgent. But accepting the or making peace with the fact that you're going to die, I think. I Funny enough, I think that making peace with the fact that you're going to die is probably one of the least peaceful things, just in general. Because everything else in your life kind of gets jumbled up, right? Like, you making peace with the fact that you're going to die means that you care about what happens in between. Because you want to make something of it before you die. Or not, right? Like, we had this nihilistic argument a few episodes ago, too, right? And it's like, it really depends on the type of mindset you have towards it. Some people can look at it as a point of despair and say, oh, like I'm going to die. Like, nothing matters. Who cares, right? I personally believe the opposite. You know, it's like, knowing that you're going to die brings value to what you do right now. Because you only get this one opportunity to do it. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. And I feel like, yeah, like I love talking about death. I don't, I don't, I really don't know. Like, I'm listening to both of you, and like, I agree with some of the things you say, and I completely disagree with other things. But yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> pick on, pick on that. But no, like, dude, I don't know. Please do what you want, like. do as you wish. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're like, gonna I'm die like, one day. Do it now. <laughs> I'm like, I'd, I'd rather just talk about me. <laughs> but <laughs> I've seen that as a Tinder bio, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Luke. But yeah, I was gonna say, like, I feel like to some extent, I'm obsessed with death. Like people have told me this. Like you guys know, I've planned my funeral, and I've told you guys this. Like you know, like multiple times with excited faces like smiling like you know play with the idea of euthanizing myself like like i like i get pretty specific when it comes to death in myself actually like you know this guys talking about euthanize himself like as if he didn't just say suicide but yeah that's fine it's the same yeah story. still it's the same thing <laughs> there's, still, there's still so much stigma associated with the word suicide and i'm like ah this is not necessarily the negative part of it this is kind of like the oh yeah, like why not part of it? That's why I'm using euthanize, all right. But like, I like yeah, I like the forever sleep. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's it's like it's it's it's, it's really interesting. And I like how you guys started with your childhoods too, because I yeah. never thought about it from that perspective for myself. And I would say for most of my childhood, I'd actually say even most of the time until like I was coming to Canada, like I never really thought about death. I feel like I grew up super religious, like in a super religious household. So instead of thinking about death, all I really ever thought of was heaven or hell. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, like the, the, how you get there was never important to me. It was just, (laughs) where do you go? If you die, make sure you go to the right place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that's how fucking brainwashed I was. Right. It was like, I would, I would like just fully be making, like, I would be the dude to make jokes and be like, yo, hell would be pretty lit. Like, Michael Jackson would be there, Tupac would be there, Piggy would be there. <laughs> like, I'd be fucking entertained. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would as, be. As like, someone who is also religious, like, yeah. I would definitely want to be in hell. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know All what I mean? Parties happen in hell. <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm like, like in that sense, that was as far to an extent as I thought about death. Like it went straight to the afterlife and never about the process itself. And then I feel like I experienced death, and then I found out like I never, like I actually don't care about what happens to you after you die. If anything, started playing with the reincarnation. I felt like that was, if anything, more realistic hypotheses than like, you know, heaven or hell or whatever. And then from there, I feel like that's where my initial ideas on death, like, emerged. So I, as a kid, I never even thought about the act of dying itself. I always thought heaven or hell. And now that I'm here, I feel like I'm in such a cozy place. Like, first off, and, and I have to be real about this, I feel like talking and making jokes about death make people so uncomfortable. It just, like, makes me happy, <laughs> which is kind of off. But, yeah, it's, you know, like, some people like making, like, awkward gay jokes or awkward sex jokes or, like, you know, like, I just like making awkward death jokes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, in that sense, that's one of the ways, like, I deal with it. Like, it just, like, just to see, like, people's, <gasps> you know, it, it kind of just eggs me on, makes me, it makes, makes me think life is worth living. That's one. And then, like like Arya said, we spoke about the whole nihilistic argument and spoke about Memento Mori, about how it's like, oh, in everything, you're, in everything you do, always remember that you will die. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you just got to keep that with you. That's the one constant that, you know, remains in your life. So in that sense, like, I feel like I have, you know, I have, uh, what's it called? Created a peace with it. And like Luke said, it does motivate me. Because, you know, one of the other things about uh, me euthanizing myself is, like, I kind of given myself, like, you know, like a year I want to do that, like, in my head. So I've kind of given myself an expiry date in that sense. And so it's like, yo, well, kind of just got got 60 years to figure this shit out. All right. You know, best of luck. <laughs> so in that sense, it kind of, you know, puts a little bit of a sense of urgency on everything that I'm doing, like I'm talking about this year and saying like leveling up and I'm like, yo, like if like, you know what I mean? In that sense, like it is still that that's like motivating this, like, Oh, I got to do this. And if my work doesn't do this, I'm going to be like in that, Oh, you only got so much time because you know, in that sense, like it just it keeps making me and it's like, Oh, I want to do this. I want like, yeah, like if I'm going to make money, I don't know if I want to do the, you know, Warren Buffett thing and, you know, not get rich till I'm 50 type shit then i only have like 10 years but like i don't really have control over that but mm -hmm. if you get what i mean these little like just that knowledge of me dying and me planning my death and doing things like that just kind of helps you know put some ducks in a row for me at least you know big picture wise sometimes so that's kind of how i deal with death in my own little way mm. death man <laughs> i like i like the i like the whole like you know like notion of like wanting to level up and like i know this is kind of ironic coming from like wanting to die or like wanting to not wanting to die but like we're all gonna die but like you know like for me the fact that we will die is honestly a big motivating factor because it really like if you really like deconstruct that thought that is the reason why anything is impressive like to the human race you know what i mean like if you think about like the Guinness Book of World Records, records always have something attached to it. And almost always it's time. You know what I mean? It's like most things eaten in X, most things done in blah, 
You know what I mean? Even like longest fingernails and shit like that. It's like, it's kind of associated with the time, right? It's like someone has to start earlier, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it really goes to show you, it's like the things that are most impressive to the human race is what we can accomplish. But there's always that asterisk. You know what I mean? Like there's always that little like punctuation there where it's like in the time that we are alive. And that's what's truly impressive, right? Like there's never a person that can do something that will extend like, you know what I mean? Like you only have a certain number of hours and that's all you can, that's all the impact you can make. And it's like, once that's used up, the, the, your impact on the livable, tangible human world is done. And after that, like you can't do any other shit. So I don't know. I, to me, it's a big motivating factor. I wanted to just share something else too, which I thought was pretty motivating for me recently, which is just that I've been watching a lot of shows because I've been at home for the past three weeks. Just a horrible way to spend your fucking holiday vacation, by the way. Like, but anyway, I think it's good. Better about myself. <laughs> yeah, no, bro. I, I, I spent the last couple of weeks at home, and um, as you guys know, you know, I'm very passionate in the food world, and like, unfortunately, you know, I didn't go into food like as a profession. You know what I mean? I went to marketing, and I, I'm not like I don't regret that decision. But I was watching this show, you know, and like it was kind of motivating for me because it was like one of these like insane like chefs that's like really really standing out on the world stage right now like he started at the age of 27 and it's like you know like he was saying like oh i don't want to be rich by the time 50 like you know other people are rich even later in later parts in life and i hope this kind of relates back into that other topic we were talking about with like new year's it's like you can just start you know like whenever you want like on this motivation topic like it's just like nothing in the past defines you you know what i mean like you just got to start it's like I can complain as much as much as I want as like I wasn't trained as a chef and I couldn't start at the age of 18 and I didn't work in my family's restaurant at 13 and you know what I mean? But that doesn't excuse what I do into the future. Like if I want to work in the food world, it is up to me to do that. And it's only up to me. You know what I mean? Like, like imagine like a 40 year old hearing me as someone who's 23 complaining that I didn't start early. Like same thing to you and D, right? Like imagine someone who's like 50 and still has dreams and ambitions of changing their life and hearing people like us talk about it in this way. Like, it's just unacceptable. And I feel like, you know, we just have to have some perspective in a sense and in, in of like, you know what I mean? Like, we can fucking do it. Like, anything we want, we can at least take the first step. You know what I mean? And if we die before the goal is achieved, at least we started. Yeah. yeah there's, no, a you're right. there's a way. Yeah, I have nice. a question. I have a question for you boys. This is this might be a little bit random, but do you think there would be a difference in the way people approach their days if let's say every day was 48 hours instead of 24? It was 48 Dude, hours. Are we are we still the same human beings or Yeah, we're still the same human beings. Like everything else is the same. Every day is 48 hours. You know? So it's like there's still 7 days in a week. You know, like all of these things still make the same. It's just every day. Well, that's is technically hours. possible, actually. But well, yeah. I'm just saying, like, do you, like, how, do you think people's mindset towards yeah. the day would change, and like, how do you think that would change? One thousand percent would change. Like, first off, our sleeping habits would change. Like the way we well, plan. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start with the obvious shit, okay? So in the twenty. <laughs> wait, wait okay wait let's take a, wait do you mean like it's like a 48 hour day and then we just naturally sleep like 16 hours 
type of thing or like well, I don't our know, bodies but right case, now is turned into a 48 see? hour day aria like ladies ladies and gentlemen this is how haters get you okay <laughs> yeah, all I said was that it would change <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fuck you and whatever questions you have <laughs> welcome to the new year folks <laughs> what do you mean you are the hater bro <laughs> What do you mean? I you just said, the, I you just said the, it would change the way we sleep. And all of a sudden, that shit got you riled up. I don't see, know why. I'm not riled up. I'm just trying to clarify the topic. You're a hater because you're latching onto a general statement and taking it personally. That's being a hater. Okay. All right. All right. I don't, is, the, is the question, does this question have a chance of being answered? For no more interruptions. By Mr. Fucking Lou, all right. Under the guise of being a hater or not being one, whatever he thinks. Okay, all right. So your sleeping <sighs> schedule will change. Your work schedule is gonna change. Like fucking, just make a fucking mistake and let a nigga like Luke like just run the world. Niggas be working like twenty four hours a fucking day or something like that, man. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, okay. just be careful. With you. This is why you're. De- this is yeah, why like, you're definitely gonna be unemployed. You think in a forty eight <laughs> hour workday, a Chinese person is gonna work only twenty four hours? <laughs> like, that is exactly why you will be unemployed, my. <laughs> like, if you started at thirty six, I might be like, uh, maybe thirty eight, but like. <laughs> You, you said twenty four, like really. Right, like, oh, let's break it down. Let's break it. Down. So, like on a forty eight, <laughs> like assuming the body's the same, you still need to like sleep. What is it? Eight hours a day, and eight hours every twenty four hours. hours? So see, that's that's the that's the average human. Yeah. Like, are you average. saying eight hours every twenty four hours, or eight hours every? Yes. Yeah, so that hours? would be what sixteen hours for the forty. So would you do that sixteen all at once? I don't think so. No, for sure not. For sure not. I don't think you take so. naps in between? Probably. Maybe nap culture. I, guess, I think nap culture would You see would what I'm saying? Nap cultures would probably... Nap culture. Like, naps yeah. would be more trendy Bro, than, like, full-on yeah, sleep. I guarantee you if the work day, if the day was 48 hours, I will find a way to sleep for five. <laughs> Like my bad sleeping like habits said, will carry over, bro. Okay. Also, another, 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 I'm not saying I'll question. be productive. I'm not saying I'll be productive. I'm saying like there will be more hours of time wasted on YouTube in bed. There will be I'm more just, time wasted on waking up. I'm be, saying like <laughs> I, I want to make one clarification too. When I say a 48 hour day, I mean like there's only one sunrise and one sunset. During yeah. these 48 hours. So 24 okay. hours sunrise, 24 hours sunset. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It'd be dark for fucking 24 hours. I feel like nothing hours, would change. If like our bodies are the same, nothing would change in my opinion. Nothing. Like, people would still feel. work. People would just have half work. Half work. I, I day, think eh? fundamentally our sleep schedules would change. I'm still sticking by that. Yeah, yeah I think, they would, I think but they would still work the in that similar 24-hour context. You don't think so? Sorry? You don't think, like, yeah, sleep schedules would change, but they would change in the sense that, like, it would still be in that 24-hour context. It would change from one sleep a day to two sleeps a day. Whatever the change, like I said, whatever the change is, yeah. I don't know, but it will I change. mean, theoretically, I, all I'm saying is everything would still stay fairly the same in the sense that every 24 hours, mans are going to sleep. I know. I think that mo- like if it's light out, most people will not do their full eight hour like sit down and and sleep. Yeah. Like that is that is the 
I think that is just the staple of, you know, nighttime to daytime. This is like a transition period yeah. for humans. I'll tell it's you psychological. So if it's like, if it's light out for most of the day, I think that there's going to be one main sleep. One main sleep <laughs> is going to be when it's dark until when <laughs> it's going to be up to, up to sunrise. And then throughout all the light is going to be like periods of, of nap. <laughs> I'm about to get canceled, but I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, like fucking Chinese out. People, beware! Like, the the Bible is getting a new New Testament <laughs> in the forty eight hours. <laughs> one more. <laughs> they finna add one more. <laughs> it will be like Revelations, and then the next chapter is Reflections or some shit. Oh my god! Oh fuck it! All right. <laughs> Yeah, no, okay. I'm, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring it I'm gonna bring in my topic here. You know, it's right. light. I, I love that we're in yeah, the jovial yeah. mood. All right. This is for all the Ugh. men and the women out there. Like, what what brought this up in your mind first? Can you start with yeah, that? Like, like, no, start with the topic. Start with the topic. Yeah, this this is what I'm doing. I was literally like I usually give context. Like, you know, I went out I went out for uh breakfast. Um not by uh, and Aria, Aria Wait, actually, I'm just, I'm going to leave this alone. Fuck it. I went out for breakfast on New Year's, which was actually pretty great. And then we're just having a conversation and me and my friend who have a conversation, I was just like, we're trying to recall like points in our lives when uh, we were digmatized because I was with the girl when she was digmatized and when I was pussy whipped. And, you know, we're just talking and and I was just like, I know these these in the back, I ain't never been pussy whipped in my life. I've never, never been a false. reality in my life. <laughs> false. I was actually the the more person. I was the person in the conversation that experienced it more recently, and oh. I was like, hmm. and I was like, like I'm like I'm looking at myself, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what were you doing? <laughs> like, what exactly was going on in your head when you were saying all of this foolish things to this woman? <laughs> like, like, what did you think? How did you think this was gonna end up? And it was one of those where it was like I was like literally like ready, and like you guys know I'm pretty anti like you know long term relationships and shit like that at least for now, right? It was one of those where I was like yo like I was fully willing to risk it all, and like <laughs> if you'll have me you can take me <laughs> like I'll have you type shit and it was like look at Luke this is, like, yeah, yeah like yeah. D D what kind of shit you are is this shit is this your pillow talk man like is this, is this <laughs> I'm I'm scared to see this person. <laughs> Is this going to ruin the rest of the female, like, gender for me? Or, like, oh what God. is happening there? Uh, but I be glad I fucking snapped out of it and snapped out of it in time as well. What do you... He also called self-sabotage. If you can yeah. take me, you can have me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is they the most run. dramatic shit these they, ever they must, <laughs> they must write Valentine's Day cards different in Nigeria, bro. <laughs> uh, this, this girl about to have D like, up and singing again for her, recording songs and shit. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you, yeah. you see, this is, that's, that is the reason why. Like, that fool kid not make an appearance anymore like no <laughs> he cannot and so like we're just discussing and then it was kind of like oh 2020 hindsight and it was like oh what made me realize like i was pussy whipped and i was just like like i just stopped for like a second and i was like wait 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 like 
what am I doing? Like, how long have I been obsessed with you? Like, how long have I been thinking possible lifestyle? Like, you know, you just discover so much of your time is spent thinking about that person. And I was just like, fuck, this is fucking waste. <laughs> like, no, like, that's, that's not what I need to be thinking about. Moving on. Anyway, so that was just like my little experience. Obviously, had me fucking tripping. Glad I'm stepped up, snapped out of it. I'm talking to my female friend, and she's like, oh, yeah. She, she snapped out of it because she realized, you know, some typical woman shit. She's like, he just treated me so horribly. And, like, I just compromised so much for him. And I was like, he's not even worth it. Like, he's not even worth me. He doesn't deserve me. You know, she was just saying all the typical stuff, like, I would expect her to say. But I'm like, I'm at least glad. And then she also threw in he was ugly. And I was like, all right, fuck her. <laughs> all right. You know, like, the rose-colored the rose colored glasses got cleared up. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, that's good. So, you know, she was, it was just like, so for her, it wasn't like anything clear. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like a bunch of female sounding gibberish, like no disrespect. And like, even for me too, it was just kind of like, I think my self-sabotage like reflex just like kicked in. I was like, buddy, like chill the fuck out. You don't want this or need this. So I, I for question. you guys, sorry. I have a question. Sure. Deep. Is it possible? And I'm just putting this out there. Is it possible that this was not, in fact, a situation of you being pussy with, but maybe you actually have feelings for someone. Well, so, 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 so <laughs> is this? <laughs> is it possible that you were just in a healthy relationship, which involves compromise? <laughs> is this yo, I you know I'm just putting it out there man like who knows you know yo, it's like <laughs> yo no this is good cuz we're coming to the crux of the question cuz the crux of the question is how do you know how okay, do you know okay, whether I, this I'm, is a healthy I'm, crush I'm, I'm so fucking happy Aria came in with this cuz I was going to say I was going to start off with this which is you know Pussy Whips has this connotation of it being like you do shit for the other party that you don't want to do and your reward is pussy right but i wanted to just bring in the fact that in a healthy relationship you will do things for other people that you don't want to do that's called compromise you know what i mean so there is a difference like that's not my definition of being pussy with it's not like just doing things you don't want to do to receive affection like that's not being pussy whipped in my opinion in my no. opinion, being pussy whipped is like when you fundamentally change yourself because of solely physical attraction. Like, I think the biggest thing about being pussy whipped is it's just a physical thing. Like, if it becomes an emotional thing, it becomes more of like a relationship because I think when emotions get involved, you start to build like a foundation of who you actually are as a person. But whereas it's only physicality involved, it can be just, you know, like for fun. And I also want to be very, very, very clear. When I say emotionally involved, I don't mean connecting on interests, right? Because I feel like sometimes people take it that way. Like emotionally involved is like, we have the same interests, we get along and we have the same vibe. That's not being emotionally involved. I think being emotionally involved, it's a deeper level and it requires like, you know, understanding of character, understanding of like philosophy and like how that person thinks of and approaches life. It's not just like we both like sports or we both like the same music. That's not emotionally. Um, I, so I don't know. That's my whole little thing. I have a, I have a slightly different definition of pussy whip. 
and it's very simple. It's very simple. It's like you. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's there's no ambiguity to this. All right, it's just being pussy up. All right, is when you be doing all this like nicey nicey lovey dovey shit. You know what I mean? Like you, you you be putting everything in, and there's no chance on God's green earth, you know, that the other party would ever do that for you. <laughs> so it's like I doubt, and you're still doing it, and you know there's no chance that they're gonna do it, and you still go ahead and you give them everything. You know, relationships are give and take; it's compromise on both ends. So it's like being pushy up. I think is very much more of an indication of the type of relationship you have than what you're doing in said relationship. Yeah, that was uh, that was a curveball. Well, I mean, they're giving something to you. They're giving their body to you, no? They're, well, I mean, they don't care enough about their body, bro, because they're giving... You know what I mean? It's like they're... they're what and you give girls them who don't enough. care about their body don't, still don't give it to everyone, bro. Well, that's that's what I mean by that's what I mean by pushy up. It's like you know, it's, yeah. if you're if you're not pushy up, you're in a loving relationship, and they're giving more than just their body. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's what an actual relationship. That's the main difference. You know what I mean? It's like if all it is is just the body, you know, like if they're giving you more than just the body, you're not pushy up because you're getting a lot in return. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, you got to do something. You got to pay for. You know what I mean? Like everything costs something. You know, but. Yeah. If you're just doing shit and not getting, you know, I, that, that level of emotional sorry. comfort back, it's, you know, then you're tripping that line. That's the definition, in my opinion. Okay. I'll, I'll say this, like, you know, one part that both of you might have missed in your definitions of pussy whip is that the sex would be great. Okay. Like, that's, that's one of the not reasons always why. Too. Not when always did true. I miss that part? No, I mean, you, I guess if you're like desperate, Aria, if, you, if, you're desperate if you're desperate, you'll take whatever you get. Whatever, you know? <laughs> that's true. Okay, because okay, <laughs> yeah. here's here's the very big thing I wanted to put out here. Like, we're not talking about being friend zone because there's at least some relationship here, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. that's it's very important. Like, this is a different like engagement. Like, it's not like this person because bro, being friend zone is a different type of hell. Like, that's fucked. Yeah. Like, honestly, like sure. I can, can I- understand a man who is. Pussy whipped. I cannot really understand a man who's friend zone at this stage of life. But like, yeah, I get get give an example, like to to illustrate the point a little bit more. I I, I still want to talk about the new point I just brought in, but like, let's talk about Aria's. I just like real quick, like if I had to put an example on it just to visualize it, you know, it's like you're chilling at home, whatever, your woman's on the couch, and you know, you're both watching TV, and you know, she realized she forgot something at the store, right? It's like a healthy relationship. She's like, hey, babe, like, can you please like go get this for me? Like, I'm really tired. Like, my back's been acting up all day. Like, I'm sorry. Mm. Like, can like can you go do this? She asks very nicely, right? It's like whatever. She asks very nicely. You have that previous existing relationship where it's like, yeah, like I'll go do something for you respecting me you respected the way you asked me you respect my time most times i'm i'm willing to do this for you push you up is like so you know you 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 get that you get it's whatever that's i don't really think much of that right push you up is like she'd be sitting on the hand she'd be like hey hey dumbass can you go get something for me please like i i I need to go get this or not even without the please you know what i mean but it just expects you to do it and it's like you without questioning it without second guessing it yeah it's like you're just gonna go do it all right, you're gonna allow yourself to be like degraded in that way, almost. You know, for the messy. Yeah. yeah, but here's exactly. the thing. Here's the thing. The, the clarification I'll make is you don't feel like you're being degraded because you're not thinking yeah. highly of this person. Like that's yeah. the, that's the engage. That's the engagement that's happening here, right? Like there's an equal understanding here where it's like she's saying that to you, 
And yeah, you're absolutely correct. You would not allow your girlfriend or your partner to say something like that to you. But this is not your girlfriend. Like, let's be very clear about that, right? Like, not my girlfriend. That's that's yeah. the context of what this is under, right? So it's like yeah. it's like that's what I feel like. But I don't know. Like, I, I agree I with Arya. I, I agree with Arya in the sense that I think that word has some sort of connotation of unevenness, right? Like that the girl has more power. So I think that like sort of like quote unquote abusive undertone, it's there. And I think the guy like takes it, but the guy, all all I'm trying to say here is that a lot of times the guy's aware of it and they're okay with it. Mm. Like the, okay. in your, so in wanna, your example. Before you go. Yeah. I, I want to I illustrate this a little bit because like okay. this is like Luke's first point. And Luke's talking about all that fucking the shit you'd expect Luke to talk about. Like the whole thing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like, of course. But I would surmise that all fucking relationships, like successful or unsuccessful or fuck whatever situationships, all start with being pussy whipped. Because you're not going to figure out whether your emotions match. I like first, that. the first three dates, like that takes like fucking 10 dates down the line like loads of loads of meetups like and and yes at the beginning of most relationships it is an uneven level of attraction like it's either like the dude is a shit and like in a lot of celebrities and the girls just you know are obsessed with this idea of him or whatever or like you know as a dude which i think is more common it's like you're you know fucking putting your ass on the line and like going out to go see this girl that you have generated and infatuated so much about like in your head so in that sense like yes being pussy whipped is unequal but i do believe there's like some like you know i like to think of love as a spectrum and on this spectrum <laughs> it would be like oh like the wholesome shit luke is talking about is like the extreme end the middle is platonic friends and like the start of it is like being pussy whipped slash infatuated slash stigmatized. Like, so in that sense, just trying to give it a little bit of a less of a negative connotation and try and bring it like, you know, a little bit more relatable. Yeah. Infatuation is probably the right word, but yeah, like, I wouldn't say like, that's the thing. I can't be like, yo, like, yeah, like everyone's stigmatized from the beginning or everyone's like no, no, thing from yeah. the beginning, you know, no. pussy whip from the beginning. Cause it's like, that's not necessarily true you know what i mean it's like yeah. if there's an uneven display at the beginning and both of you guys are serious this is why we create boundaries you know it's like okay so now i'm gonna that. pardon I, I didn't know that's why we create boundaries that we create boundaries to <laughs> prevent you know people like crossing a line or like going farther than what we're comfortable with in the moment right it's like okay you're not going to do some shit that people will consider pussy because you're going to draw that line Right. It's like, then if you decide to let it happen, then yeah, maybe you're pussy. You know what I mean? But it's like, realistically, most people who have like successful long-term relationships, they set decent boundaries right off the beginning. Right. It's like, that's something that people respect. I think boundaries are very important in building relationships, but that's why like, I'm not entirely on board, you know, saying like, oh yeah, like you always start out pussy because like you be doing shit while you're trying to fit, like you doing yeah. something nice for someone while trying to figure out, you know, like how you feel about them is not being pussy with, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you're making, and uh, this is, it's all about like it how you It can be though. It, just, it's it just a definition. That's nuance, what I mean. No? It can be if you don't set the right boundaries. <laughs> no, it but what I'm saying is, is right it, I, I feel like in this case, it's just a nuance of definition because for example, right? Like for me, like if I were to break it down very simply, being pussy whipped is just being attracted to someone only for like physical. 
and allowing that to put you in like as like compromising a, a, situation. a compromising situation that you yes. wouldn't necessarily put yourself in, right? Yeah. So it's like I don't know, like I can relate to that in a lot of the beginning of <laughs> so relationships, <can> I. <laughs> and I would say maybe like the other party would think the same way about me, but that doesn't mean that I'm not thinking that way. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> one of the fun. I don't know if this is funny, but like when you were talking, one of the things I was gonna say is like this whole idea about like um girls not thinking like girls thinking they're like pussy whipped it's like in reality if they were to say it out loud they're not even like that's just like a mm. healthy re- regular relationship but guys mm. are more pussy whipped and like i think like i don't know like i just feel like generally like physical True. attraction being a big thing is mostly for guys i don't know if i'm talking about my ass honestly no, no, like no i drank like honestly like half a bottle of wine but like <laughs> um like all i'm saying is like you know what i mean right like all I, i'm gonna stop saying that fuck you don't all i'm saying is guys are more prone to be pussy whipped in my definition because my definition is that physical attraction leading to a compromised situation and i think you know it's just a nuanced thing right like in terms of that like i feel like there's no like one definition of being pussy whipped and all this stuff. So it's like, we can't like. <laughs> my fi- my final Sorry. question would be, have you been pussy whipped? Everybody answers this question. Wait, wait, hold on. But like, we'll, we'll answer that at the very end. That's a good place to end it off. At. <laughs> I, wanna, I just want to revisit it. Cause like, I really want to address this D like, I really think like you just like, you just cared about this girl. You know what I mean? It wasn't oh, like, I don't think you're pussy. Oh. Cause like compare, <laughs> compare your fucking answers to your friends. Right. In this case, your friend was like, mm. You know, he put me in compromising situations. You know, he wouldn't do the same for me. You know, he's ugly like this, this. You hit us with the, I think about her a lot. (laughs) 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 My brother, my my brother, that's not how this works. You're supposed to think about her a lot. <laughs> she does things for me. <laughs> she makes me. She makes me want to see her all the time. <laughs> and it's like I can't take that seriously, bro. <laughs> you're not pussy. You just like this girl. <laughs> I fucking can't. All, all I want to say is it's so. It's also kind of funny that we laugh at D for shit like this because in reality what we're laughing at is like haha you were raised in an environment that made you think like this you know what i mean like we're not even attacking d like we're just, like no. this is not even like d's like no. Oh, so it's like i refuse to believe you're pussy <sighs> in that situation you just you're one of the hardest people to pussy with are you kidding me you just <laughs> Uh, I like to think so, but yeah, he just, is so anti pussy whipped that when he even yeah. approaches the same postal code as being pussy whipped, he fucking like bails to the yeah, next country. Like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. ring the alarms. Let's go. Shut it down, folks. This is I, it. I specialize in ducking and running. I'll tell you that for a fact. <laughs> oh man, but okay. Oh, All right, man. we can end it here. Everyone, has to we're at time. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, for those of you listening, Wait, we're um, answer. Have you been pussy whipped? All right, for sure, bro. Uh, for sure. Yeah, okay. I have in the past. For sure. I, I, we're gonna make that quick because, like, the episodes now can only be an hour long because we only have five oh. hours a month of recording. 
Sure, sure. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was gonna say. So I just want to get on with our community highlights. We basically have an hour of wiggle room every uh, every month. Um, but yeah, boys, um, we jumped into the new year. You know, there's a lot of new things to experience, and I'm sure we're gonna come up with a a dashing list of of community highlights coming up in the next year. But to start out, you know, is there anything that you guys have to eat? Anything new? Uh, I will give a anti shout out. Actually, I think these are thing now. I think these. Wait, okay. Actually, you guys decide. Is this is this is this two bm? Like, I said, actually, I said, maybe I, it is. I gave maybe the it is. You know what? No, yeah. no, no anti shout out. I'm not. I'm not gonna expose this out last last week, and I was like, I felt bad about. it. I was like, there's no point. Yeah. In me, like saying, you know what? Bad. I'm I'm gonna give. I'll say this. Like, I ordered food for Christmas from somewhere, and. I wasn't very pleased because some items were missing. So I hope that this will never happen again with this brand. Are we gonna get the? Are, were we gonna get the anti shadow? What fucking Uber or Uber Eats? Or no, it wasn't. It was like it was like a, it was like one of those like stand because you know what I mean, right? It's Christmas. Like I'm trying to make a special thing, so like I'm ordering from somewhere fancy, and they have their own like couriers and drivers. So I have you high have to expectations be to be open in Christmas. Hmm? Was it, can I can I take a guess at what was this a, place was? Sure, yeah. Is it a popular place? It's I don't know how popular this place is, but like based on their website and like they have a few locations, I'm guessing they're pretty like popular. Okay, is it Swiss Alley? But it, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll, I'll like, give you, you another Christmas. hint. I'll give you I'll give you another hint. This meal for four costed over two hundred and seventy dollars. Okay, I'm not. I'm done with this. Can we move forward? Anyway, you guys, you guys know, you guys know who you are. Like, like, shame on you for forgetting two items. But anyway, <laughs> all right. On so, so my, uh, my community, I got yeah, one. Go, go, uh, go, go, what a bagel! What a bagel! What a bagel. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, that was nice. I had that New Year's Day for breakfast. That was that was good. Check them out. Nice. nice. I think nice. they're on uh, Spadina. Spadina. I've actually I've heard of them. All right, yeah, boys, what you got to, to watch? Anything to watch? Yo, I got a couple for this because, you know, your boy's been fucking at home. So <laughs> um, so I got into, man, like I got into this deep dive on mountain climbers. And I have three documentaries to shout out. Um, the first documentary is called, and this is what I started out with, um, it's called 14 Peaks. It's a very recent um Netflix documentary. It's about this guy named Nim, who basically there are 14 mountains in the world that are over 8,000 p 8,000 meters. He wanted to that previously the world record in climbing all 14 of these mountains was over the course of seven years, and he wanted to do it in seven months. And as he says in the beginning of the movie, um, I want to accomplish this to inspire the human race. And I think honestly, like if you watch the documentary, you will be very inspired. So 14 Peaks. Second movie I want to shout out is Free Solo. Um, it's about Alex, the guy who climbed one of the most challenging walls that has never been accomplished in all of human history, like uh, Free Solo, which means without climbing ropes. In other words, if you make a mistake, you will die because you will fall like 7,000 feet and just die. Um, so yeah, that guy did that. And then the third movie I want to shout out is The Dawn Wall, which is like happened before free solo but someone was trying to climb this route on the same wall that was impossible and they did it over the course of like a number of days that was really incredible 
But all this to say, these three movies, I feel like it just really encapsulates, like, you know, the human spirit. Like, that one really small, like, fucking insignificant dot. But they're all in two hands, two feet, can just do a lot. And, like, I personally feel like it's very inspiring. So, I don't know. That's my three shout-outs. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Two of my colleagues are really into climbing. So, yeah, I'd I'd be interested in trying that. They they try to put me on. I know Aria does. Safe safe is trying to climb, bro. Like, if you you guys want to, like, set up, like, a rock climbing session, I'm down. I've never tried. It would be my first time. I've been yeah, I've been trying that. to get you guys to come. There's this bouldering gym that sometimes I go to with like uh, like San David Michelle. It's in Scarborough too, Luke. So it's like you have the least excuse. I feel like I feel like <laughs> I would be. I don't know. I feel like I'd be someone that would get really obsessed with it. So I, I I'm almost scared to like <laughs> try some Which bullshit. No yeah. no no no. I'm not accepting that answer. What do you yeah, mean? First time to get hooked to it. It's not fucking cocaine. What do you mean? The first time I ran five kilometers, I I. I I signed up for a half marathon that same day. And then the next three months were dedicated to training for it. So if I do this to the like climb and I dedicate the rest of my life to it and I no longer like you guys no longer see me, don't blame me. (laughs) This is going to be loose for everything moving forward. He's just going to be, I'm going to like it too much. I can't do it. No, Hmm. Uh, No, I'll do it. But like, don't blame me if I just leave like society and become a climber. That's fine. I'll take that that risk. Your mom will fucking get you back in line. Just call mom as you want. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go go bouldering and we're going to, we're going to put it on camera too. Everyone can see us. uh, I think it'll be, you know what? I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. I have uh, a show to, to suggest. I just started watching it, but so far, I actually really like it. Um, it's called Succession. Um, it's on HBO, so you got to find it online. It's not on Netflix. but I recommended this a couple of weeks ago. Did you awesome. actually? Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. What show? Yeah, no, no, no. Don't, no, my bad. I'm, yeah, no, no. I'm ecstatic. Succession. Succession. Awesome. So, it's uh, it's pretty much just about like the f- like rich family drama. Like there's this like CEO, he's getting all he's ready to retire, and it's like you know the son's expecting it's gonna go to him. You know what I mean? It's like it, like I don't want to spoil it anymore because and I've also only what watched like, the first, ju- literally just the first two episodes. So oh, it's like bro. so far, it it's, I really like it, and I feel like it's one of those where it's like there's gonna be a lot of twists and turns, and because it's so open ended, it's just just family drama like you guys they have three seasons of it and it's like it can be as it can be even more so many twists and turns enjoy the ride my guy that was that was me at the start of christmas but yeah enjoy that looking forward to it so that's that and then i've also been watching um a documentary um world war ii in color road to victory Mm, (laughs) so just basically like going through you know how the the war started you know like hitler's initial advances it's crazy man like this dude and fully invaded two countries two countries like Netherlands and Belgium, just to get better positioning in France. That's it. Like, yeah. they had nothing to do with it. He just randomly attacks them just because he wanted to go, like, you know, set, set up shots in, in, in yeah. France. They, bro, they were just driving for days on end. You know, the German, the Nazis, they hyped up their soldiers on meth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meth. About that. And oh, then yeah. they pushed them out for days. And, like, the, the French soldiers were just overwhelmed because these machines, these robots of people the were machines, just not yeah. getting tired. <laughs> yeah. They were not getting yeah. tired. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking thing. smart, man. It's fucking yeah. smart. Bro, it's they literally cool. like got their soldiers cool. addicted and would be like, yo, you could like take a break or you could like take this hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yo, that's a very, very easy answer. <laughs> yeah. very, bro, bro like, especially when you're physically like like reliant on it to like continue yeah. to go to keep going. Like um, oh, another, and this is just another shout out that I want to give. I really enjoyed this movie through and through army of thieves. Um, it Ooh. is also, it is another, uh, German, uh, TV. Uh, it's a movie, not a TV series. It's German. I, I've been shouting out the Germans like on their like film skills, like this past year, like they, I've been watching a lot of their shows. Um, but it's just basically like about this, like lock picker. Um, or this like safe cracker. He's actually a safe cracker, not a lock picker. Um, uh, and he just like he gets recruited by this like criminal to like go and do like heists and things like that. It's just awesome, awesome movie. Um, acting's great, the writing is great, um, and just the film style is really cool too. It's a lot of action as well, so definitely go check that out. Um, does anyone have anything else to watch, or should I move on? All right, boys, anything to read? We'll get through these last two quickly. Yes. I'm very sorry, Ari. I'm not going to give you a shout out on your cookbook yet because I haven't <laughs> honestly given it enough time, but I want to give a shout out to Flavor. Um, this is a cookbook I received for Christmas and I've been digging into it a lot recently. Um, it is by a very, very famous... Uh, I, I don't even want to butcher this. I think he's Turkish, I want to say. Anyway, um, he he is the founder of the Test Kitchen, which is very famous in the, the United States. And um, his whole shtick is like utilizing and drawing flavor out of every ingredient to the maximization possible. And I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of a nerd and I'm friends with nerds, for example, like our Mr. Ola and like fucking like, and like all these other fucking nerds. And this guy is a nerd about food and I love him for that. You know, the way he speaks about, I feel like there's a thing about nerds where when they talk about the subject matter that they're passionate about, they speak to it with a certain elegance and passion that's so apparent. And this guy talks about food in that way. And he's the first person I've seen that really like speaks to food like this. And I appreciate it, you know, like coming at food from a scientific standpoint. And I don't know, it's a, it's really appealing to me. So shout out to flavor. Awesome. Anything? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's a book I got introduced to. Ola also co-signed it. Well, this is for any job seekers in university coming out of university, like myself. It's called a uh, cracking the coding interview. Uh, give me a sec. Let me see who the author is. But it's just basically a book that you need if you want to land like a fucking software developer job. Okay, nice. Like. I feel like everyone kind of talks about it. So, yeah, it's by Gail McDowell. So, yeah, check it out. Cracking the coding interview uh, before your interviews. If you're trying to be a software developer, it's definitely a great book to check out. Awesome. Boys, last one, and we'll try and get through this quick because we're way over time. But anything to listen to this new year? Yeah, so I have one. It's called the Ameno. I'm a Piano Mix. It's by uh, Goya... It's by Goya Menor and Neptunes. But yeah, so I remember like I recommended the regular version of the song. It was like a hymn, slow, like old school song version, whatever. And then some young kids got on it, fucking 
added like a bass and like some drums to it and made it more fun. So yeah, mm-hmm. check it out. I loved it. Luke? <clears throat> nope. Nothing to listen to actually. All right. Um, I don't have anything new um, this time around. I've been switching up the way I listen to music recently. And, you know, these days, usually I'm just kind of like, oh, like, here's an album that I really like. I'm going to listen to the whole album through and through, you know, so it's like I'm more on an album. Like, so I've been getting a chance to go through all my previously like saved albums and like my library. And um, man, like this album was like a huge staple of my like 2017, 2018 year. And it was Wusha by Childish Major. Um, this is a mad underrated album, had a lot of crazy features on it. It did, it didn't really like do that great, like numbers wise, honestly. And I was not, you know what I mean? I was listening to this all the time. I thought it would be like a lot more popular. Like Sizzle was on this, Isaiah Rashad was on this, like Black was on this, Tram was on this. Um, you know, like these are, these are names. These are people who do like, you know, like shows regularly out and about. Um, they sell them out. So it was good. Um, very very good album uh, definitely go check it out specific songs are like Usa obviously I Like You uh, Happy Birthday um, even No Nightmares was really good a bit more low key but um, yeah that's my wait now that now that you talk about um, Childish Major <coughs> there is actually a song I want to shout out fuck I need to find it okay I'll shout it out in the playlist, <laughs> not, yeah. on, not on, not yes. on the podcast. We'll include it. We'll include it there. But <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the year 2022. Um, you know, if you're still listening, we appreciate you being on the table with us. Um, here's to, to many more good episodes this year. Season two is a kickoff today. And um, until next time, one love. One love. Mwah.